You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So I want to kind of uh, put a bow on last week's show, I yeah. guess, on, on normal. Because this is the gift wrapping season. <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, I came across some research, and I'm not. This will probably come back into a show later, but it's worth sharing because I want to give um, just some uh, add some normalcy to the people that are really struggling when it comes to sex in their marriage. That there was some research done in 1997 by a guy. I think it was a guy. It's B. W. McCarthy. I don't know the first name. This was at, this was published in the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy. That it said. That sexual satisfaction is closely linked to marital satisfaction. That it seems as much as 15 to 20 percent of the latter can be accounted for by the former, right? So when when you got good marital satisfaction, sexual satisfaction is part of that. But sure, when there's marital dissatisfaction, 50 to 75 percent of it can be attributed to sexual dissatisfaction. Interesting, right? So it's just like. Huh, I've never heard of anybody that's studied that before, and I just found this via an intern that that handed it to me. And it was like, well, that makes sense. But that also was like, okay, now I could see why when the, that's where I, I sum that all up is, you know, whenever there's a problem, that's the way we focus on. <laughs> I was going to say, so that means when it's good, it's really good. But when it's bad, it's really bad. It, it really magnifies everything. Yes. Sure. When there's a, when there's a struggle. And so that way it could seem like all of it is bad. Well, I find that it's interesting that so few people really understand that sex is a basic, not just a biological need, like for the continuation of the generations, but it is a basic biological need to our hardwiring. The brain is comprised of four pleasure centers. Over and over, we gravitate toward four things for survival, food, water, sleep, and yes, sex. Sex is one of the four. That's interesting. to, To expect that... Uh, a spouse should be fine with a sexless marriage or a, a marriage where there's just you know not a lot going on to speak of is it, almost like starving them. That's in interesting because I'm I'm gonna disagree, but really? we're going to table that for some other time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, where uh, where we, we agree to disagree sometimes. Sometimes we do see things differently. Um, and if you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio, thanks for joining us. Thanks for finding us. We're so glad you're now a part of the community. We've got a lot of things going on that are coming up. One being the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway that starts, uh, it's in June 22nd to the 25th. The registrations are going on now, so you can reserve your spot. They are already coming in fast and furiously. Bring um, your swimsuit. The other thing is you can now, well, no, you can't yet, but pretty soon you could join the sexy marriage radio academy that starts in january and we'll do a show on that uh in a week or so actually mm-hmm. next week that because we got to lay the groundwork for this so people can make some informed decisions but yeah we'd hope you join a, what us what a great christmas gift to give each other a year subscription to the sexy marriage radio go. academy and the other thing is uh every wednesday new shows come out and we talk about everything that's going on in sex based on some of the emails we get from our listeners at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com and also just some of the stuff that's going on in our lives. Shannon and I are not married to each other, but we represent a 
what male female differences we represent a lot of different journey differences we you know so we we oh, have yeah we have totally approaches to our counseling right. and coaching practices and right yeah. so so it's one of those that we're glad you're here and we really do believe that our listeners is what makes this show what it is and so thank you and happy holidays and merry christmas to you guys but you had uh, come across an article that was kind of an interesting you know, hey, th- th- we need to do a show on this. So that's yeah, enough of well, me pontificating I, to start. So you go. Well, I love it when people send us emails at feedback at suchmarriageradio.com. And so oftentimes they're giving us their thoughts. But what I really love is when people send us really great fodder. Like I remember Richard from the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway. You know, recently we did a show that focused on cues or bids, bids right. for relational attention. And that, that kind of stuff makes for fantastic fodder. But this particular article was actually sent to me by one of my Women at the Well graduates. And I just thought, what a perfect topic for a radio show. So I have to give credit. This is from wittyfeed.com, W-I-T-T-Y feed.com. Okay. But it's 10 unexpected body parts that um, – that will certainly heat things up. And, and so often, you know, like in last week's episode, we were talking about how, yeah, if he just goes straight for the grope or if she just goes straight for the grope, she may get shut down too, that it just makes you feel kind of objectified. Well, what about having a more subtle approach and starting a little more um, creatively? Okay. Uh, do you, Corey, do you remember when you were in, I, I don't know when you and Pam started dating. How old were you guys when you started? <laughs> uh, I was a senior in high school. Okay, there you go. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you look like a little boy on video camera. Like, I just, am a little boy sometimes yeah. on video camera. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you, you like, it, literally, it took 20 years off of your face, and you looked so giddy just thinking back to that time. Um, but do you remember, though, how exciting and titillating it was to be in the backseat of the car or on your parents' couch when they've already gone to bed or whatever, and just to see where you could touch her without like going all the way. Like, I think that most of us started out in our relationship oh, no. where we, there were some sort of boundaries. No, and, we, we never touched. Um, we never kissed. stayed in separate rooms. Mm-hmm. It was all via mail. I, our our whole it. romance was via the U.S. Postal Service. Snail mail. Yeah. <laughs> I, you were lying like a dog. <laughs> lying like a rug. Oh, no. I remember those days. I still do those days. Good. Good for you. That's what I want to focus on today okay. is how can you recreate that energy? Because like when we were doing that kind of stuff as teenagers or college students, like it was hot. Like the idea of withholding sex from each other, not going all the way was almost, it almost felt impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we'd lose that when we stop touching each other in all those other places. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to look at um, well, this goes straight. The number one thing is nipples. So I, I realized that that, <laughs> that may or may not have been part of your repertoire as a teenager. Interesting. And that's <laughs> but, not necessarily a place to start off with. Exactly. Exactly. But that's wait, where wait, the article hold on. starts. We're if it's the order. guy though, I mean, there's, that's a little different that touching a, a man's chest and his nipples, it's, it, it has similar stimulation. I have to assume it as, does. as a woman, but it does. It, there's still a component nerves. to that that's good, yes. 
Yes, there are actually nerves that go directly from the nipple to the genital area. And I believe that that applies to both men and women because mm-hmm. they're, they're created the same from mm-hmm. conception. The fact that this, the clitoris sprouts and becomes a penis doesn't change where the nerves run in the body. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the nipples are definitely a key stimulation spot. It releases a ton of oxytocin, especially in a woman's body. And that's what causes her vaginal canal to contract is when she's nursing a baby. But it's not just during that time. Whenever her husband stimulates her nipples through finger stimulation or through oral stimulation, it's going to cause a sensation in her groin, for lack of a better word, that's going to get things ready down Mm -hmm. there. So... Don't forget to incorporate some sort of nipple play. There are men who just want to focus on the genitals, and that's only part of it. It's it's actually a small part of the equation when you look at the overall mm-hmm. picture. That you have to start with a start with a mind first, mm-hmm. and make love to her mind and heart first, and then start touching her body. But here's number two: inner thighs. Okay. Yeah, because obviously they're so close to the genitals because that. That sensation of feeling something come up your thigh and toward your genital area. Don't forget what it was like to sit on the couch watching the movie and you had your hand on your partner's thigh. And and, and I, I want to encourage women too. This is not, these are not just tips for men Absolutely. to learn how to touch their wives better. Absolutely. Because I think that men clamor to be touched more often. I think that the vast majority of men would say that physical touch is somewhere in their top two or three love languages, if not number one. Absolutely. And there's something so, about the playfulness, the teasing, the the pursuit that some of this kind of touch presents that does get the mind going, that does get the arousal going. And I like the idea of how do I constantly date my partner, but not just take them on dates, but like this, like this whole concept of how do I incorporate that this is all part of a script, if you will. It's all part of a process. I mean, that's where I've made the comment in the past that I'm always trying to close with Pam. You know, that, <laughs> the clothes are it, that's it. That's what I'm, I, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking in that mindset of okay, hold on. And that's not that everything I do does that, but it's just that mindset of okay, this is a constant pursuit. I love Esther Pearl's comment of foreplay happens after orgasm because you're setting up the next orgasm, starting over again. And so it's just how do I frame it to where I want to be something solid enough that pursues her. And and incorporates more than just genitalia. <laughs> you know, that, that incorporates mm-hmm. all of her because that's going to create a much more fulfilling env- environment for both of us. Right. Okay. So inner right. thighs, nipples. Which okay, I got that. Nipples. That's part of the. But inner thighs. Uh, uh, small of the back's got to be on there. Uh, I'll get there. Slow down. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think <laughs> Slow through because I don't know the list. As so he gallops, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of the different places that would be there and see if I can get them. So okay, the next one, number three, is the belly button. Okay. Now, my immediate thought is, yeah, to see an image of a woman in a two piece bikini, you know, the belly button is always mm-hmm. the focal point, and it's I don't care whether you're a man or a woman, the female body is sexy, and right. so it would make sense that that would be a sensitive spot. But also, I read recently. That the reason that the G spot is as responsive as it is, is because it's actually the root of the clitoral nerves and it runs from the clitoris up to the belly button. 
So you would imagine that the belly button would be kind of where that sensitivity begins, that even just running your fingers or your tongue or your lips or a feather or whatever from the belly button to the pubic bone or to the clitoral area would be a mm -hmm. pretty sexy thing. That, do men do men like their belly buttons to be stimulated? Is that a thing for men? Well, I can only speak for one man. Um, <laughs> Would you complain if Pam started no, just I, rotating her fingers around the perimeter of your belly button? No, I, I mean a lot of it comes down because what I think of when I hear the whole concept of belly button is that's usually associated with ticklishness. Yeah, you know because yeah. and, and that's Tickle where the belly. delicacy of touch, the 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 right pressure, the right temperature, the right environment. You know, because that's where all of this comes into play, that some of this stuff isn't something you want to do. You know, don't walk up behind her and reach around for the belly button. That's probably going to be annoying and ticklish. Well, we did a show on that. Right. When when can you know that it's a, it's an invited thing? And when can right. you expect that they're going to wince and go, no, don't yeah, do that. I mean, episode 233 is what we did that was on ticklishness. Oh, that was a good quick reference there. Well, I got it pulled up on the screen right in front of me. Um, <laughs> but but it's it's still recognizing that yeah, that's a component that that there's a, an air of eroticism to that because of proximity to other things because that's what I think about it. Is a lot of times touch is how do you think of it? It's, 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 I mean, this is the kind of the idea of the show we did of, is there any, any such thing as non-sexual touch? Because all of it kind of leads towards sex possibly, but it's, how do I create some anticipation? Mm -hmm. How do I create some allure? And touch does that. So it does, I would say stomach for me, stomach, belly button. Yes. Right. That, that Proximity works. is part of it, but mm -hmm. I also think that exclusivity is part of it because other people touch you on the hands, yep. on the shoulder, even on the face uh, or the head. But who touches your belly button? Right. Who touches your inner thigh? Who touches your nipples? Nobody. <laughs> so uh, unless you have kids like crawling on you all the time, I know that there are some women going, I have six kids climbing on me every day right. and every part gets touched. But yeah, you get the idea. Yeah. Okay. So here's number four. You ready? Go. The toes. Okay. Especially for her. There's something about a man's feet. It probably aren't nearly as, as sexy. Oh, come as on. They are works feet. of art. I, I guess oh, it's wait. according to how good a care she takes of her feet. <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah. Um, says that her toes can be as exciting to her as anything else. This is where toe curling orgasm, the, the expression toe curling orgasm yep. comes from. And so, um, yeah, you might just want to ask her what she prefers yeah. and, and experiment with a wide variety of things, whether that's just giving her a foot rub with lotion, giving her a dry foot rub with just your fingertips, mm -hmm. using your lips, using your tongue, going in between the toes versus just like the, just very well, barely touching the tips of, of but them. But think about it, though. I mean, how much how much information is out there on the different pressure points of the foot and toe that, that are applied to other parts of your body? Yes, reflexology. Yeah, there are some so, doctors, some chiropractors that that's all that they do is no matter what ails you, they're going to find a point on your foot and they're going to massage that, and you're good as new. Yeah, so yeah. that makes complete sense. Yeah, so toes are probably a forgotten thing mm -hmm. with many married couples who've been married for any length of time. All right, number five is the earlobe. Uh huh. Yeah, it says um, tickle it, lick it. Uh, pinch it, whatever you do, but she's most likely going to respond with a little, I think that it just kind of sends chills mm -hmm. up the back of your neck. And that's and not just a she. It, do men like the earlobe thing? I think that, yes. 
okay. All right. I, 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 I have no reason to doubt you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I had heard someone say that the earlobe, the sensitivity in the nerves in the earlobe are almost equivalent to like your clitoris. I, I, I can't envision how that's possible because like when you pierce your ears, I wouldn't imagine that it hurts nearly as bad as if you were like pierce your clitoris, but there is something about it's like an erogenous zone mm-hmm. that it, and maybe it's the, like, I'm thinking back to high school again, that when he goes for her earlobe, he's breathing into her mm-hmm. ear and that sound mm-hmm. of breath. Well, and it's, and it's also the whole pheromones that go on, the exchange of pheromones that come from mouth to all the different orifices in your head that yeah. go straight to your brain. So that, there's, a, there's a correlation to that. that it, I think that's both gender. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So yeah, don't forget the earlobe. Um, number six is the nape of the neck. Okay. Now, for those of for those who don't know what the nape is, <laughs> that means the back of the neck, like on top of the spinal column type of a thing. Um, I'm not sure exactly why that does it, but yeah, that that does it. Again, it's that that tingly sensation that runs down your spine mm-hmm. because it runs down your spine. It's running toward your genitals. Okay. Do you, do you think that that's why that spot well, is so? I, I just think of, okay, so where are the pressure points and the zones in your body that are also tied to other parts of your body? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's, all of your nerves run through your spinal column. Well, and then also, if you just think of neck and shoulders, how much stress and weight is carried there that will bog mm-hmm. down and get in the way of other things? That's why I love... Dennis Merkus with the melt couples massage yes, stuff that we've, massage. that we've partnered with. He's actually running a special right now. Um, we're not, we're not a part of pushing it right now, but, but we go will find it. Yeah. Go <laughs> find it. Cause it's, it's great. Fantastic stuff. But it's just, there's something about that that brings about the connection that brings about the arousal, the anticipation that also is just a good service to to each other you know it's good it's being subject to one another and that's a good thing right it also says here that the skin on the nape of the neck is thin and it activates through just simple touch okay so it doesn't take a lot of pressure at all so just a very light and i would imagine i mean not every woman may enjoy this but many would uh you're standing in the stove cooking something and he comes up and just puts his arms around a rib cage and just gives her a gentle kiss on the back of the neck and that's all. And then mm-hmm. walks away. This is not about groping her, making her feel like, what, right, right now? Really? You got to be kidding me. Right. This is about just planting a seed for later, like you said, warming her up for, you know, for yep. later on down the road. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's go to the next one. Number seven is the nose. Okay. Which I wouldn't have thought of, but no. this may come as a surprise, but there's science backing up the fact the nose happens to be the part where most of the of our nerves end on the face. Uh, you can lick it, you can kiss it, you can caress it. It's a perfect start for excitement. Interesting. Well, it makes me think of how when I'm kissed on the nose, like on just the very tip of the nose, or even just, a, you remember the Eskimo oh, kiss yeah. of when it's cold outside and you don't want your lips to stick together, so you just rub noses? But that is kind of titillating. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought that the nose would make the top 10 that list. Makes sense. But why not? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, so what did you say earlier had to be on the list? Small of the back's got to be there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Number eight. I don't think that these go in any particular order, right. by the way. Right. But yeah. Lower back um, says she won't be able to resist a sensual massage on this part of her body. The sacral nerves located in the lower back portion go straight to her vagina. Just so you know. See, I don't, I think of the small of the back as it's not necessarily the place to massage. It's the place that you put your hand on when you're holding the door for her as she's going mm. through. Mm-hmm. It's not a pushing her through. It's just kind of a, I'm touching her as she goes through and I'm holding, you know, the smaller of her back, that's the spot I go for all the time when I can with Pam, just because it, it, it feels nice. Yeah, it does. And it's a touch and it's kind of a contact and it's a connection and, and there's something sexy about that curvature, you yep. know, I would think for both the, the toucher and the touchy. Yep. Um, and I would think that men would enjoy being touched in that spot just as much as women. Mm-hmm. Is that right? No, I would think so. Yeah. Because you got yeah. a lot of muscles that are right there from the way you're sitting, depending on what you do for a living, if you're manual labor kind of stuff, you know, so there's going to be a lot of soreness there that, so the massage would definitely be good, but even just the, the brush by as you, as you walk past the touch, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. grab while you're kissing that area. Well, I remember, um, just a, a couple weeks ago when my daughter and I ran a 5k that we wanted to get massages, but we didn't have time to schedule anything. A simple rolling pin, I'm, I'm serious, like a $5 wooden rolling pin yep. makes for a great massage, especially when you get down in that lower part of the back, that's yep. just going up over the hump of your tailbone and all that jazz. So, you know, even turning this into a full-blown massage to one another, not just a, a light touch, but focus on that particular area because the hips and the back are where we carry a lot of stress as right. well as the shoulders and the neck. Right. Um, and there was something else that I was going to say about, oh, um, the hip flexors, I, ha- I would have to add to this list. It didn't make the official list. But for a woman to be touched where her hip bones protrude, mm-hmm. and, and I recognize that not all women's hip bones protrude, but that particular spot, there's very there's something very sensitive about that, that when it's caressed, it just feels really nice. It feels lovely. Okay. So add that to this list. Okay. okay, going to the next page. Number nine is the scalp. And I'm sure that the melt massage guy would totally agree because I distinctly remember watching him yep. rubbing his wife's scalp in some of the videos, yep. which by the way, if, if you guys haven't gone to that website, I'm going to give it a second plug in the same show. Um, <laughs> I'll put a link. I'll, I'll put a link on the show notes. So go to the, go to sexy, sexy and you'll see a link to it. His wife is his model that he uses for all of these demonstrations. And they are both just such eye candy. You will find watching these videos quite arousing in and of themselves. So yeah, a light touch on the scalp or even a deep, um, a deeper massage that it releases all kinds of oxytocin and releases all kinds of stress. I know that when I go to my hairdresser and he washes my hair in the sink, he gives me a little gratuitous 60 seconds of just scalp oh, yeah. massage. And it, it does. It releases all kinds of feel-good hormones. And Pam, I don't mean necessarily sexually arousing. No, I don't I, find my no. hairdresser sexually arousing. Pam used to love, and she probably still does, because she has Sydney or Will sometimes do this, of I would brush her hair. Mm-hmm. And she would love that just because it's the, the something about the scalp is so soothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So number 10 probably no surprise at all is the lower abs. I think that it probably encompasses those hip flexors, the belly button, the right, you know, right above the pelvic bone, all those areas that we've been alluding to. So yeah, don't forget 
to touch head to toe. This is not about just seeing how fast or how often you can get into each other's pants. Right. The whole rest of the body really enjoys being touched as well. Um, and I love to give massage gift certificates in stockings, not just to spouses, but, you know, friends and family and, you know, my kids. I just think massage is such a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you can't afford massages that you pay for, do homemade gift certificates for personal massages that you give yourself. Yeah. And set a time frame on it. It's a 30 minute massage. It's a 60 minute right. massage. It's a 90 minute massage. Invest in some oils. Do do something that makes it feel like a real full blown massage. Right. And you can actually take courses. And it isn't that what the melt videos really are all about is teaching you how to Yeah, he teaches you the art of massage and it's all for couples. It's it's meant for the connection in a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's not necessarily about foreplay for sex. It's it's about how to give a good massage because that's mm-hmm. if you could do that, you know, your partner does become a little more putty in your hands, but it also is a value that you offer to just dealing with life. Well, and I think that there's something to, I I know that it's been kind of cliche, the whole massage with happy endings, but there's something to the fact that you can massage them and take it further than what would traditionally be experienced in your typical massage room. Right. And that that has to add to the titillation factor that the person rubbing me for 30 minutes straight may actually take some liberties that could, could have some. Maybe some really fun results, but you can also, cause I think of it still that all of this is, I mean, the word game comes to mind, even though it, it, it kind of has a bad rap of your gaming on your spouse, but you kind of are <laughs> at times. Hey, since when did the word game get a bad rap? When we were kids, all we wanted to do was well, play games. I'm just what thinking of it in the, in the single world with the game mentality. It's there's it's got a little bit of a negative connotation just because it's you're just playing. You know, you're just I'm going to okay. score eventually. I'll, I may strike out a whole bunch, but I'm going to score eventually. So, it, it, but it's recognizing you could even use the whole idea of a 30 minute massage if you did a self you know, a, a gift certificate that you're going to do it yourself. And that 30 minute massage is just a massage. There is no inappropriate touching at all. And you make that clear because that could get them turned on. And they're like, no, no, no. And like, no, not going to. And now exactly. you've set up. Not until the timer goes off. You've set up or not until tomorrow or not until tonight. Or, you know, now you've set up a different scenario of, okay, hold on. Because now. Think about it when we talk, and that's where I like this whole the whole idea of this show, Shannon, of how do we change up what we do with each other to make it a little more playful, a little more engaging, Novel. a little more inviting. And some of that is because we map each other so well, we kind of know, right? You know, when, you're, when your husband walks in the room and he's horny, you kind of know. Right, he doesn't have, have to say a thing, <laughs> but just by watching. Because the turkey baster has popped out. <laughs> no, not necessarily. Not aroused and ready to go, but he's just he's engaged and he's interested, okay. and so he's Frisky. seeking he's seeking some sex, and you kind of know that way. And he doesn't say a thing, and it's the same thing with the wife. I mean, you you kind of know how the mood she's in of like, oh, she's she's in a little playful mood, or oh, she you know you know when he's had a bad day at work. You know, we map each other so well, and so. We get into these routines to where if we change it up and we do some of these, okay, you know what? I'm going to focus on some of these other erogenous zones. 
now all of a sudden you become a a more engaged and a more involved partner because you're they 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 they're on edge a little bit they they don't really know what are you doing what i i was not expecting that way you know that kind of stuff and that changes the whole dynamic mm-hmm. and that's a great mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. i have another body part that comes to mind that i want to toss in before we wrap up okay if your spouse is laying on the couch slip in behind them to where their head is in your lap and just massage around their eye sockets yeah that when you start right there in the furrow of the brow, like at the top of the nose, and just follow the the course of their eyebrows, and then start in the same spot and go underneath their eyes, yep. like along the sinuses, along the cheekbone, there is something incredibly relaxing. And then obviously the temples and the jawline, we do carry a lot of stress in our faces, but to have your face caressed, right? That's a very intimate experience. It's a very tender thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I, I like it. It can't be it can't be underrated. It can't be overrated. Yeah. Well, that's where we Did talk I say about. That right? Yeah, we, we, we talk about in shows are the the most one of the most important, if not the most important, sex organ is the brain, right? The brain. But yep. the largest sex organ is your skin. Skin. It's the largest organ. Period. Yeah. You got to take care of it. So, yeah. how do you incorporate that? into your life and in your interplay with each other and and into your sex i mean because it all it's all about creating better connections it's all about staying engaged with each other whether sex is on the table or not which i like sex on the table but um it's that was a joke by the way you didn't even even get a laugh from you okay i missed it yeah you did but but it's one of those that it's just recognizing okay how do i keep this engagement going on with the person i love Right. And if there's not enough sex happening to make you happy, maybe it's because there's not enough touch happening to make sex a viable option. Yep, it could be. Hopefully this will help. Because sometimes you really do need to up your game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You just need to be better at it. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We'll see you next time. We love you for listening. Mm